Baby girl, won't you come and hold my hand? Won't you come and chill out with the Virgo? Hey girl, just come and hold my hand. Won't you come and just chill with the Virgo? Sipping on Merlot, you ain't gotta be my girl though. I drop you off at Willoughby and Merlot. Smash with the Virgo, ain't got to take a shirt off. You see me convince your homegirl. And now we are so elated to transition to a previously recorded clip. <laughs> we have a special guest for our Get Your Life. You gotta, gotta get your life. Let's get it. So we have a very special, special guest on the show today. Super dear to my heart. To many, she is known as Dr. Salam. Or in my case, Auntie Salam, just a little background about Auntie Salam. She is definitely changed the way I looked at a lot of things. You know, I learned about her through a really good friend of mine, Priscilla, and she invited me to come to a group session. It was a part of this organization called Harriet's Heart, better described as a sisterhood and here is where Auntie Salam shared a lot of her life teachings on womanhood and just waking up our minds and introducing us to a bunch of different things. And she's just an expert on so many things. And I'm just so excited to have her on the show today. Yeah, because you like, get to even like <laughs> you can tell like you're just like very excited. I have to say really quickly that ever since I've known Shana since we were freshman in college I've always heard about you Miss Salam and um, I always thought I knew I'm from the south I'm from Atlanta so um, we did debutante balls and stuff like that and I always said oh it's kind of like a debutante but not really like (laughs) she's like bringing you into you know womanhood and like teaching you all these you know very important lessons that not as many young girls as we would like have the opportunity to, you know, really get an understanding of what's going on with their body, what's going on with their emotions, if they're going into this new chapter right. in life, stuff like that. So I always thought you were like a, a New York debutante mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and in addition to that, you know, just giving us the skills that we need to push through in our professional lives, be it public speaking and finding that passion that gets us going she always told us listen if you are not a part of the solution then you're part of the problem so what are you doing what are we doing and that you know I just welcome to the show auntie thank you so fun to be here thank you ladies for your sweet sweet and gracious invitation it is my pleasure to join you I want to make one minor edit to what my Shay Shay said and that is I don't do anything you do it for yourself I help guide you to your best self. Only a person can make themselves themselves. You can only reach your potential if you're ready, willing, and able. My assignment on the planet is to offer the guidance. And you, my love, were just willing to receive the guidance. Yeah, definitely have to be open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was reading a little bit on your website of your bio, and my 
goodness, you have like accolades out of the wazoo. It seems like you've dabbled in a little bit of this, that, and all that in between. How did you, um, how did you determine how you wanted to live People your life? People would never know what to you, ask me. Yeah, like, how, like, how did you decide, like, this is how I'm going to fulfill my purpose? Or how did you determine what your purpose was? I mean, because it seems like, obviously, education and guidance, as you mentioned, is very important to you. Um, so I'm just curious to know how you arrived at this place. That's a good question. And I'm asked that very often, which is interesting to me because I was raised in the way that we are who we are. So there was never a goal of arriving anywhere okay. in my house. Our parents always encouraged us to be ourselves. And that I always, when I do a talk, I start with my gratitude for my parents and my grandparents because I feel like they gave us the best gift in the world because as a full grown adult, I realize almost everybody I know is looking for themselves. And the number one thing our parents gave us, our parents being my siblings and I, there were seven of us, was be yourself no matter what. Nothing was forced on us except literally clean your room, be respectful. If it's not yours, don't touch it. Mm -hmm. Do what you need to do to fulfill your heart. What do you love? And so when I hear people say, well, how did you get there? How did you arrive there? I say, where? Myself? I can't even imagine not being at myself. So I was comfortable. I was raised in a household of peace and love and joy. I, we had a lot of music. We had a lot of laughter. We had a lot of love. And we were always free to uncover whatever the question was. So it literally is what I do for a living is how I grew up, is having the freedom to explore life. So, like you said, I dibble, dibble and dab and lots of things. It really, to me, is I'm living. And I find when I look out from my window, I I'm say a lot of prayers because I feel like most people are not living. They kind of find themselves in one box or they pick a job or mm-hmm. a person or a fashion for the season or even a cell phone for the season is not an exploration of your whole self. It's just let me fit in what's most popular or trendy at the time because they were never given maybe those same opportunities to explore who they are as an individual. So I don't know that I arrived here with a particular strategy. I know that I was blessed with beautiful parents that encouraged us to be ourselves. That's incredible. <laughs> that is so important. I feel like I kind of have a similar, um, a similar, I can relate in the sense that my parents didn't say like, oh, you need to be a doctor, you need to be a, you know, whatever, you, like, you have Lawyer, to do this, you have right. to do that. Yeah, I did definitely have the room to be able to kind of figure out myself and figure out what I wanted to do. So that's incredible to hear. Yep. That's really and it turns out that that's go ahead. Uh-huh. No, I was say I was just thinking about what you said of exploring your whole self and how, you know, a lot of people get so caught up in putting themselves in one box and like focusing on that one thing or that one job. And I'm just like, yeah, I remember being a very uh, I'm not one that's big on age and numbers. I'm at spirit and light and energy. So I was getting ready to say I remember being a child, yet I always feel like one. I feel like a perpetual teenager all the time. So just so that people know what I'm talking about, in my elementary years, I remember being deathly afraid of dying. Mm. And um, Mm. 
I remember and it, it came to me one day when I realized how many people were so afraid of it. It was the day that I saw an, a friend of my, so my parents have seven children. I'm the, I'm the six of seven. So the oldest is eight years ahead of me. And I remember one day going out to play in the terrace and I found her, my older sister's friend, OD'd. She was laying in the terrace with the needle in her arm. But I just happened that day to be by myself, which I'm rarely ever just with myself. Almost never. Because my parents were my parents. So I almost never was with myself. Always had an older brother or sister. But that day in particular, I just happened to go for a walk down. So we had a terrace on our floor. And I just went in the terrace. And I miss her. my sister's friend's name was Barbara, one of her best friends. And she was laid out in the terrace with a needle in her arm. It was one of the few Caucasian families in our building. And, of course, I was eight or nine years old. I'd never seen anything like that. There was no drugs, not even alcohol or cigarettes in our house. But I was able to recognize something was really wrong and the needle was still in her arm. And that moment kind of set me free, though. Because what I could think about is as many times as I saw her playing with my, well, playing. They were older than me, but to me, I would call it playing. Hanging out with my sister and how happy they looked. And they were so gorgeous all the time and so fancy all the time and she in particular had a lot of things lots and lots of things mm. and I remember staring at her body which I wasn't aware of death yet but knowing she didn't move and then eventually I said wait a minute is this what death looks like and my definition of it was really even if you have all these fancy things and you're cute and you're pretty and you're popular you could have a needle in your arm so <laughs> Something wasn't real. Right. Something was not real. And I didn't know what to do, of course. And I just kind of walked really slow back to the house because I thought it was a dream. And then I remember just being definitely afraid because when I told the family, I just saw Barbara in the terrace with a needle. The reaction was so big, it made me terrified. Uh Or rather, I became immediately terrified of dying. Immediately. And so if your first question of what helped me arrive at that, I remember that particular situation as making me so afraid of the the part that made my parents who were always so stellar and fun. Everybody went so crazy. I knew that the deaf part could actually make you go crazy, could be so scary. And I decided then the most important thing to do was to live really well. To live really, really well and to be healthy. So I was one of those people who, even when I have a checkup now, when they said, you smoke? I said, no. They said, when did you quit? I said, I never smoked. You drink? No. When did you quit? I never drink. You drugs? No. Any kind? No. Smoke weed? No. They, they don't <laughs> believe it because I literally lived my entire life and I never did any of those things. But I saw her on the ground and something said to me the goal is to be happy or you will end up with a needle in your arm so you have life experiences that only one good one to traumatize you but will help you also become who you really are you have a a choice of going down a path with what you saw and become a victim of circumstance or you say oh my gosh that was terrible not me those are the two choices you have and I suppose I took the one that said not me even though it wasn't in my household she was still a very close friend of the family. Yeah. So very close by. That's also very crazy to see, like, as a child in your, right in your house. Like, that's mm-hmm. wild. Yeah. It was wild. 
that I can remember it like it was yesterday. Right. I remember mm-hmm. it like it's yesterday. So when, as a teenager, people say, come on, let's just try to, try to pink champagne or let's just try to booze or let's just try to whatever. I was so cool. It was ridiculous. Like, nah, I'm not trying to. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so, excuse me. I don't know if you could curse on here, but that I was doing. Really Please. Cool. You could say whatever. <laughs> my damn arm. I was like, I was making skincare products and I was 12. I was like, nah, I would make something to fight eczema. But Shayna, I know you know, Shayna in college, like, we would get approached to do all types of crazy drugs and like, we both had never had a problem with being like, actually, I'm good. Like, I'm so fine. Thank you. No, thank you. Um, no, not, not today. Right. But, um, when you know, you know, that's for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. So of all the things that you've done, what do you think and, and are still doing currently? What do you think your your most, I don't even know if you can answer this. What are you most passionate about or what do you love doing most consistently? Doing most consistently? <laughs> Being happy. Okay. <laughs> and what makes me happy? when you're happiest I love the planet I was just teaching a class a little while ago of the avocado series and the conversation today was about fear so all the things that people want to do with the rest of their lives it doesn't matter what it is if you're not ready to face fear if you're not willing to find the courage to become who you truly are so the, the my favorite pastime is helping people find the courage to become who they truly are as long as it doesn't stop me from being who I am Mm -hmm. so you have to remember even in this kind of work even in service you have to remember still the first law of nature which is Mm self-preservation and then to be an example of that so I pride myself on being a great example so I practice what I preach and I salute what I teach and my goal in life is always to be a mirror image of what I want to see in the world so what makes me really happy is when my fellow man, when humanity is embracing all these wonderful opportunities that life has to offer. If you think about it, how many people are afraid of dying and depressed and use substances or are promiscuous or lie or cheat or steal? All the vices that we have is really because of a fear, a lack of acceptance of the current situation and the willingness to change the situation. So we find uh, escape routes and escape hatches instead. So I'm happy when people find joy and peace that they don't have to resort to their lower self and they could instead embrace all the possibilities of the highest self and then thereby fulfill their potential. Mm-hmm. That makes me very, very happy. And I could do that every day, all day, as long as we're as long as we're in a mutually gratifying exchange. Right. That was one of my questions, actually. I wanted to know more about the avocado series, if you would mind explaining. The avocado series? <laughs> the avocado series is a way big story, but I'm going to do my best to abbreviate it. Mm-hmm. I was particularly born with a, a nice, lovely gift of sight and intellect, which some people will call clairvoyance. So all of my life, I got messages from an elementary school. I got messages all my life. But I thought everybody had that particular gift. I found out much later that it's not everybody, and it definitely was none of my teachers. Because <laughs> my teachers was giving me a run for my money, and I was like, Daddy, why are they so mean to me? I just told them I saw the soldier standing in the room. I didn't know that everybody didn't see the soldier standing in the room. 
And then so they kind of thought I was a smart aleck. And then I was a spelling bee champ and all that. And like, this girl should know her place, this little brown girl. And I remember my fourth grade teacher called me um, Monkey Boy. She called me Monkey Boy, my fourth grade teacher. And I was in an intelligently gifted class, and then I was the top student, and she couldn't take it. And I remember on that moment saying, okay, either it's going to be her or me. <laughs> I don't know what I was talking about <laughs> 10 years old. I don't know. But I just knew if I didn't man up, so to speak, if I didn't man up, if I didn't know who I was, she was going to win. So all the rest of my years after that, I was always thinking about how do we make sure that a young woman knows who she is. So at 14, I had this vision and I had a vision of something called the avocado series that I didn't know what an avocado was because of the average African-American family. We ate collard greens. We didn't have avocados, no aguacate. Pero I have tons and tons of Latino friends. So at that point now we're dancing, my best friend Carmen, we're all over the place. And then we go to the house to get out fitted for our costume for the show. And her papa says, come, come over here. I have something for you. And I was like, what is that? It was an avocado. And all of a sudden, I remember the vision I had some time before. And the avocado, I learned, it takes nine months to have a fully ripened avocado. Did you know that? Oh. Wow. The avocado is, it emulates a woman being pregnant. And that's, it looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, every food that you eat replicates a human experience or body part. Everything that you eat that's a natural produce or vegetable, it represents the part of the body that it supports. So the avocado actually takes nine months, the same amount of time it takes a human being to come to full growth before they come outside, so to speak, the womb. So I learned in an instant when this man, my friend's father, was just showing me what an avocado that I'd never seen before. And then I had the recollection of the years before when I had a vision of teaching girls and women about the growth of coming into being a whole person. So I designed the course based on that and it evolved over the years because I was 11 when I had the first thought, 14 when I saw my first avocado. But I remembered everything that I thought about then. So after I, in my organization, Girl Spirit Women's Song, where Harriet's Heart was born, where Shayna was mentioning earlier she was a part of, when I was working with the teenage girls, I realized at one point they're going to become women. So the saga has to continue. And where's all the groups and all the circles for all the women to help them understand that this is a process. You don't just become 18 or 21 or 27 or get married. And when I travel around the world and Thailand and Mexico, I saw that there was always ritual to help people enter in kind of a rite of passage to become a divine feminine, so to speak, or a divine masculine, so to speak. So my experience of traveling around the country and around the world and studying indigenous medicine and studying all these spiritual practices showed me that a person needed a course. So I took, because I keep incredible notes and I have my journals from a kid and came up with the a course called the avocado series which is a nine-month journey into your divine feminine so every month there's a very specific topic that starts from the beginning so the same way of you a woman being pregnant and it takes nine months for a full term for a child it takes nine months for a full term for avocado the avocado series the woman takes nine months we engage in classes in this course for nine months to help you evolve up into your feminine so we talk about everything from your birth 
your spiritual or religious practices, understanding the energy of the seasons and how women's bodies with the season, uh, healthy relationships with men, psychology of males, the difference why we're different and not the same and why that's okay. And until you get that point, you're not going to ever have a healthy relationship. Do you even understand your vagina? And the real name is Yoni. Do you know what breasts are for? Because breasts are more than toys for boys. Do you have any concept of how your body works? except for as a tool to turn another person on and then only to have your heart broken because it doesn't last forever. Women are walking around without any real concept of what their body is for and how powerful we are, she is, and why that most women die of a broken heart that takes the form of a disease. So a broken heart starts, you become depressed or sick or you develop some self-deprecating habits, and then that creates the disease. So the disease actually starts from a broken heart. That the broken heart starts from a lack of comprehension of self. So that's what the Avocado Series is about. The women enroll in the course. It's a nine-month course. We meet monthly for three hours on a Sunday. They have a schedule at the beginning. They get a curriculum. is designed like an associate's degree course because I'm a super educator. It's designed like an associate's degree course. And at the end of the course, with just successful completion, and you're only your successful completion of all the coursework and the self, because it's self-work. I guide it, but it's self-work. Yeah. Sort of three weeks that we're not in class, you're working on whatever the theme was for the month. At the end of it, if you successfully, and then we have a retreat near the end of it for uh, four to seven days. And then we really go all the way in, in the retreat. And then at the graduation, you successfully complete the course, you receive a new spiritual name for your new beginning as a more evolved female. That's awesome. Yeah. It sure is. I literally just read something the other day that was talking about PTSD, how a lot of women suffer from PTSD from, like, like hard breakups. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about it. That's really true. It manifests in all types of ways. But I definitely think that you could have PTSD from the behavior that you endured. Or, I mean, I mean, think about all the women who are actually emotionally and or physically abused in relationships. There's obviously going to be trauma from that. But just from the way that you were treated in a bad relationship, you're, you have PTSD. And that's going to affect how you look at your body, how you think about sex, how you think about relating with others. That is very, very true. Wow. Well, what's interesting, what you just said. Is that said? online classes? What's <laughs> <laughs> yes. Actually, this class is going online in January. Wow, the class that just started that. Is, on, <laughs> is officially online, and you can still join in January. But I want to go back to what you just said, because that was actually very telling. What you just said, a, a woman could have PTSD from a bad relationship, and everything you outlined, it sounded like everything was his fault. So the first thing is, the reason why we get in those situations is because we give over all of our power. Mm. You give over, how could somebody... Anybody in the world have that much power over you unless you said so. So, and that's why I said part of the course is the psychology of males. Because women have, I have one-on-one life guidance sessions with people of all backgrounds. Males, females, couples, married, single, young, old, black, white, brown. It doesn't, there's no certain group. And what I found in one-on-one sessions or couple sessions that the men are way more honest than the women. And the women blame everything on men. We blame everything on men. I know some of the most powerful women out there 
intelligent, powerful, bright, sharp, whatever you could say is a progressive in a human being. I know women like that. But as soon as it comes to a male, she acts like she has no sense whatsoever. And she gives all the power over to whether he validates her or not. Men don't do that at the level women do that. Men don't have a basketball game and knock each other out and scream and fight and tussle and give each other a black eye and a bump on their head and have a B at the end of the game. A woman to have a disagreement and 35 years later, she was like, that's the heifer that took my off my ah, desk in 50. Right. Holding on. Is the woman doing that to each other? Imagine what she does to the male. So this thing about a woman could be stressed in a bad relationship. Yeah, because she decided she was going to be stressed. She decided that she wasn't worthy enough to walk away when she saw the red flag. She decided that she can't be by herself because what would everybody think? She decided that she was going to be 40 and she doesn't have a baby or a wedding ring yet. So she was settled even though he was not. Everything she wanted but her clock was running out. A woman has more power than she's given herself credit for. So I'm not a male basher and I don't join it. And I don't want women taking all, using all their time, talent, and energy to find out what he did wrong if she's not going to use that same amount of time, talent, and energy to find out what role did she play yes. in the chaos. Because it's impossible for that to be one-sided. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. That is nothing but facts. I just feel like it is very difficult to take that accountability. It really is. Like, mm-hmm. especially when... You have a college degree? Yeah, absolutely. How'd you, how'd you get it? Was it difficult? Yeah, it was. Did your classes hard? Yes. Did you do it anyway? Yes. What was the payoff? My degree and my job now, my oh, career that's now. It. That's it. But all of a sudden, when it comes to males, women act like they don't have that same kind of stamina. Mm-hmm. That's that dig on Disney. That's Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, Snow White. Ah. I can't just watch that crap. Mm. I didn't because it's so ridiculous. Everything is a woman waiting for a male in shining armor. Even they lay and go to sleep and half dead and wait for some stranger to kiss them. They don't think you can get an STD. You can get an STD. You just laying somewhere waiting for somebody to kiss you with a golden casket. You don't even know where he was. So he just come. <laughs> You don't even know what kingdom he just conquered and what he got when he was at the conquest. And then you wait in there and you laying there like a damsel in distress. And all he has to do is walk over and kiss you. And then you jump on the back of his horse. Mm. What kind of world is this? So, of course, the women are messed up and everybody's running out and they get the, the door to those costumes for Halloween. And then they're now they dress up like what is happening? You don't see that happening for males. You know what's happening? That's something that's brainwashing us a long time ago. Every childhood movie you watch, she looks a certain way. Her waist is a zero. Her nose is pointy. And then she's waiting. She's waiting. And then they give, if there's another woman in there, she's usually either a wicked stepmother. The girls never have a mom. I hate her. Yeah, and she me, and she, they, they don't give her a real mother. They give her a stepmother. And then the father, who's that guy? What are you doing? What was Smurfette doing with all those Smurfs? What was what was happening? Yeah, so Papa Smurf was MIA. But what was she doing? Why was she in there with all those people? I don't even understand what was going on in here and all these all these different kind of people. It's it's all of these messages that you're given as a child in animation, so to speak, or in, in entertainment that place these indelible marks on our brain about your worthiness. 
And again, back to the avocado series, if there are no classes, I mean, you don't go to Thailand and India and Africa, there's not classes. There's always classes about rite of passage and maturity and coming into age and understanding the difference between male and female. That's not what we experience in America. No, we don't, which is why I had Harriet's heart and which is why it evolved into the avocado series. Because who's having that conversation? And in schools, I'm doing brothers of brothers or brown boy blessings. You know, you do, you gotta have programs and activities where you get a chance to take our beautiful young people to say, this is what it is to be a guy. This is what it is to be a girl. This is what it is to live together. This is why differences are beautiful. And this is how we can learn how to enjoy each other being different. But this is not a place that necessarily embraces that because then women would be empowered, wouldn't we? Ah. So I'm not for blaming stuff on a bad relationship like the guy betrayed you. I mean, I know women who betray men all the time. You know how many women have a baby and they tell they lie about who the father is? Wow, so many. I actually just met a man recently who had you know, raised the child since birth until they were like two or three and then found out Mm-hmm. That it, the child wasn't wasn't his. I, I, I just that is another story. But yes, but I just said it to your point about the women being having PTSD from bad relationships, as if women don't cause some of the problems in a relationship. I wanted to be two sided because we do, and we really have to stop being having such a victimization hat and start focusing more on our well being, and maybe we would attract weller partners. Yeah. And also accepting certain behavior, too. I mean, not even just like, well, obviously playing an active role in doing certain things, but also accepting the behavior that you don't want and then complaining about it later. I mean, that's another example of just, Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, like you said, playing. But everybody knows how to get a degree. But all of a sudden, we don't know how to have a a solid, healthy relationship with a male. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we revert back to childhood and waiting for the, the the knight in shining armor that you don't know where he came from. Half half sleep, <laughs> half sleep, <laughs> half sleep with a piece of apple in the side of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and then in some cases you kiss him and he go from a frog to a prince. <laughs> because you showed up, now he's all that, and then you right. jump still on the back of his horse, even though you're the one who gave him life. Right, wow. Gabe really wow. blowed him up. Oh my! I just feel like, honestly, seriously, Cindy, wouldn't you say that Auntie is legit covering all two cents questions? I mean, I know that I just got a word. That's for sure. I definitely <laughs> just got my life. Everything. <laughs> To our listeners, since this is the Get Your Life segment, and we're you know <laughs> trying every day. Lord, it's a process trying every day to get our lives one day at a time. But what more would you like to hear from Auntie Salam? I know I'm trying to hear a little bit more about myself, my own, like what I can be doing to be more self-aware and and stuff like that. But do you want to hear about relationships? Do you want to hear about, I don't know, Shana, what else do they want to hear about? Do they want to hear about making some 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 eczema cream i don't know (laughs) eczema cream (laughs) yes so Uh, before we wrap up it wouldn't be right if we didn't ask this question auntie what is your sun sign and what are your (laughs) thoughts about astrology oh yeah of course what is my sun sign Mm -hmm. libra 
Hey! <laughs> Libra. We both love the Libra. We definitely it's both hard to not love a Libra. That's kind of weird. Right. If you don't love a Libra. I'm serious. I'm not saying it because it's me, because I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, a, I'm more a numerology than astrology. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, but it's okay, because I, I just, Libra is a Libra, so that's really interesting. But I was going to say, when you said, what is my sun sign, I paused because I was going to say heart. I consider the heart my sun sign. Oh, but that, I think that echoes the sentiment of a Libra. So, you know, very, very much caring and loving members of the Zodiac, I'd say. So, right. <laughs> what was the second part of the questions? Your thoughts on astrology and mm. the stars. I'm, 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 a, I'm a sun and moon and the stars person. I love the planets. I love the ga- galaxy. I believe in Mother Earth and Father Sky. I look up at the sky all the time, and I'm, I just I just giggle because I know I know we are products of that. So the astrology, numerology, earth science. I spend so much, so much, so much time with it. I just have to love numerology more because it's so specific to numbers, and numbers really do make up energy. Yeah, I I know that there's a place for it, and there's um. When I look at people use it, I only become concerned when they get stuck in a box with it and they don't go any further. We are greatest when we are the sum of all of our parts as opposed to sticking with one thing. So if a person uses astrology and numerology, to me, I find that they will have more of a key to their higher potential and the possibilities on this linear planet. Mm -hmm. Yet when they stick to it and always say, oh, somebody's that, so they're not this and they're not this because they're that, as if there's a rule. It's impossible because each person was born under a specific moment, right? Not just a sign, but then there's yeah. Tuesday afternoon at two ten, and it was a blizzard. Mm-hmm. It's not right. the same Virgo as Saturday, and it was sunny. That's right. not the same Virgo. That's not possible that that's the same Virgo because the 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 cosmic the cosmic energies were just completely different in both of those times. So right. those both of those people could be a Virgo, but they have two completely other sciences going on and then there's a life experience of who their parents are because you're 50 percent this dna 50 percent that dna so there's the biology of belief that kicks in so i just feel like to have um astrology with biology of belief and numerology now you're working a formula for your own personal success Mm -hmm. as opposed just to being linear in your thinking Sydney, have you looked up your your number yet? I feel like you've done it. I remember done, mine. No, I don't remember mine. Maybe if I did, I don't remember. But I am interested in numerology, especially when it do comes it right to now. Like, do it right now. Okay. <laughs> what do I do? Both of you. I'm number. Okay. I'm four. I'm four. Okay. So you added. What's the number of the month? Just the take nine. That. My, okay. So nine. September. Okay. What's the day of the month? Eleven. Okay, so that's nine plus one plus one. Got it so far? Eleven. And what's the year? Nineteen ninety. Okay, so you're adding up all those numbers singularly. One plus nine plus nine plus zero. Now you need a pencil, huh? Gotcha. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not good at math. I'll be the first that to could only just, you know, that's a Hey. Oh, I know. We all do that. Isn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm adding all the numbers singularly. Okay. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And Nine. The total is twenty. Well, you did yours already. You could say yours. Yes, I did it. I'm doing it again, just to be sure. <laughs> yeah, 
and say it so the listeners could hear what you're adding. Okay, so I added 1 plus 9 plus 9 plus 1, and that was 20. What did you get? Hey, you needed more numbers than that. 1, January. Oh, okay. Yeah. Plus February? Yeah. Yeah. What is happening? What's the month? 2. 2. What's the date? 1 plus 8, right? I 18. have no Okay, 2 plus 1 plus 8, February 18th. Right. And the year. One plus nine plus nine plus one. Is the, okay, you're adding every single number individually. The month, the day, just add up them as single numbers so you get a whole number. What's the total? Got it. Numerology live on the air. <laughs> Let's take it so long. <laughs> I have my numbers. Y'all are ready to hear. I'm ready to hear the numbers. Okay, so yeah. I did. I did nine plus one plus one plus one plus nine plus nine plus zero, which equals thirty. Okay, and yes. then the thirty, and do the same thing. So that's three plus zero, right? Okay. Yes. And then what do you have? Three. So the goal is to keep adding all the numbers until you have a single number. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Shana, what do you have? I After had 31. And then, so you do 3 plus 1. So you four. were right, you are 4. Got it. So one of you is a 3 and one of you is a 4. So okay. that's what we called your universal life path number. So that is the most powerful number because that number is your whole life number. So, for example, your month is one of your numbers. So if you're in February, that, your 2 is still a good number for you. Mm-hmm. 18. Is a good number for you, or one plus eight is nine, or nine is a good number for you. See, so those are good individual numbers, but I don't waste time for that because I do. I deal in maximum of everything, so I do for the whole big number. So that's the universal life path number. That's the whole number. Mm-hmm. It's a four for you and a three for you, mm-hmm. and that's your. So you could use the other numbers; they count, but the the whole life number is the universal. Life path number that is what I would call your power number. And if when you visit the website again, you're going to see a part a section on the power number, the change your life website, and it gives an explanation and the day of the week you were born. So when you go to do your Gregorian chart and put in the year you were born and what happened on the day the year you were born, you'll see the day of the week you were born, which will now give you your astrological sign plus. Your powerful day of the week, every week, 52 times a year, and your power number forever. So to me, once you put, your question was, how do I feel about astrology? When you could take the astrology with the numerology, now we're talking, now you get to really be a gangster. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you got all your <laughs> Look at Sydney with the, <laughs> yeah, she's like, <laughs> <laughs> she had the body language for it. Right. <laughs> like, what, what, what? Yeah, so my I love astrology. I love it. Yet to me, why settle for the bare minimum knowing the maximum will do? I work at the top. So the top says astrology plus my power number plus I know the day of the week I was born plus I know the power color associated with that day. So now you have your astrology, your numerology, your power day, and your power color. That's how the winners roll. They have all that information. I will be only a quarter of my greatness if I only was focused on my astrology. That's my role. I think that is so true because Shana and I talk incessantly about the fact that 
astrology is not the full picture and that it's very much a sliding moving scale. It's so many determining factors that you don't have just based off knowing your sun sign. Mm -hmm. So I definitely, but I never thought about it. And I always accepted that astrology was only a piece of the puzzle, but Never really thought about all the other aspects that I could holistically, be, yeah, that I yeah. could learn, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like stuff that's accessible to me that I definitely can find, seek out, and get that information and have an even clearer view. I mean, because I'm like, oh, I have a clear view because I've read my natal chart and I know like <laughs> exactly about me and my moon sign and my, you know, all and my rising and my like, you know, Venus. all that as, yeah. as, as it relates to astrology, but like, I'm not doing, I'm not getting my number. Definitely don't know my no. color. Now I'm like, what? And don't we use numbers every color. day? Color? Wait, there's a color? Yes, yeah, she said color. Oh, you okay. use numbers every day. You use words and numbers every day. That's the one thing. The two things you use every day are words and numbers. That's not astrology. It's not astrology. Oh my gosh. It's not astrology. So astrology is a part. What you use every day are numbers. You can't even survive without the numbers. What's your address? What's your phone number? Where you going? What's the direction? Okay. I yeah. so realized oh. two of my my addresses have like I'm apartment four right now, and then my other old address used to be like four o one or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a three in my address too, and I have I have three threes in my phone number. Mm-hmm. Three 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 <laughs> all together in a sequence. Mm-hmm. That equals nine. Maybe nine is re- oh nine is the month. Oh yeah, my god! You know that's another. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. When you learn the power of your numbers, so people ask me. I just had thirty celebrating thirty one years in business, full time entrepreneur. The whole time, never missed a beat. Never had to run. Paid for cash for my children to go to college. Paid my cash all the way through, all the way through all my degrees. Everything I paid for other people to go to school. It's not an issue. I don't even blink because I work my numbers. I don't work my astrology. Now, this is not anti-astrology. I'm just saying I put it all together. So literally on my calendar, I just had a class and I asked everybody to pull out their calendar. My calendar says 2021. I'm up to 2021. So I chart on my calendar. So my universal life path number is a nine. Every nine on the calendar for a year for the next two years is circled on my calendar. I know my most powerful days. When I cut deals, I cut them on my power day of the week and my power numbers. I don't fool around on a two. That's not my number. (laughs) You got to learn how to stay in your lane. That's your rehearsal day. But I'm going to cut deals on a nine. I don't do performances if it's not a six or a three or a nine because my power number is nine. Mm-hmm. Or twenty seven, or you know the na- the main number. So I'm on September twenty seventh. So I work everything as a nine or a form of a nine, which is a three and a six, mm-hmm. or something like a forty five because that makes a nine, or thirty six because it makes a nine, or twenty seven or eighteen. I do all my numbers that add up to nine. So I know on a calendar right now for twenty nineteen which are my most powerful days for the whole year. So when I plan something out forward. I I don't go by the look of the straw. I don't wait for the zodiac sign to come out. What happens is I know which my most powerful days of the years are. And then when a zodiac sign comes out, I read the zodiac for that day. So now I'm putting them together, you see? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I know that I'm born on a Thursday. So if it just happens to Libra's having a pretty good day on Thursday the 18th, I know I'm the winner of that day before I get to the meeting. I don't even care about what everybody else is going to say. I'm going to be the winner. (laughs) Because I'm born on a Thursday, and then I wear something green because it's my power color. Mm. 
So when you have all the information, how do I find out my power color? (laughs) That could easily be the next show if you want to do it. Hey, yeah, you're right. All right, we do. Listen, listeners, y'all need. We'll do a poll. Yeah, we we need to do a poll, listeners. Y'all need to comment below. This has been a lovely, lovely session. I am intrigued. (laughs) I know. Sydney and I would love to have you on again to talk about a more niche specific topic and um, yeah so let's talk about let's talk about curanderismo and something something about how you could understand your whole self right and that would curanderismo curanderismo it looks like curandero okay c-u-r-a-n-d-e-r-i-s-m-o one of my many titles. So it's the teaching of how to heal yourself from the earth. So if you took astrology and put it with it, now you're at game time. Mm. Mm-hmm. This is what we're trying to do, y'all. Get your life. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, uh, gotta get your you life. Have, um, would you like to share your websites where they can find more, where our listeners can find sure, more? Uh, you can learn. Thank you so much. You can learn more about the academic side of my service at salamartsandinspiration.com. Salam, S-A-L-A-A-M, that's me, arts and spelled out, inspiration.com. And then you can learn more about my energy healing work and my spiritual global travels at change your mind, change your life, change the world.com. It's a long title on purpose. That was my way of weaning out the people who were going to be too impatient that I didn't want to call me. So anybody who's really <laughs> willing to and wants to be interested, if they're impatient, that title's too long to type so they won't even look at the website. So by the time you type that website and you don't calm yourself down, right. so you're ready for prime time. That was a psychology. Change your mind, change your life. ChangeTheWorld.com, and if you click on the section that says meditation, it's two meditations on there for free that you could use until the next time you hear my voice. And hopefully, next time I talk to y'all, you're better than you are today. I believe that I will be. Right, Sydney is definitely. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sydney had this um a part of our Get Your Life session. She did the meditation series using the using uh, an app. Mm-hmm. Mm. Nice. Yeah, this one is I am seated and relaxing and may just smile yeah. seated, standing, driving, or dancing. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll definitely be getting into these. <laughs> yeah. The one is going to really make you laugh. It's fun. You could even dance in the other one. You need to settle down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. I like that. All right. Cool. Well, thank you again so much for joining my us pleasure. today. Thank you. I'm looking forward to talking to you again. Till next time. Until next time. Peace and love. (laughs) Thank you. Peace and love. All right. You know where to find us. Sign me up podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on our social media at sign me up podcast. And best believe, you know, I'm at Sydney Poppins too. Word. I'm Cheeky Bobby. Guys, comment below. Let us know your thoughts about the episode. Let us know your thoughts about our guests the conversations we had well that's another episode of sign me up podcast signing out